my theme music. Every good hero should have some. Podcast. I'm Lamont. Alex. And we watch bad movies. So you don't have to. But today we got a special oh my movie. God. And we got a special guest in the building, oh, right? OMG. Lord have mercy. When when they say, let me tell you, the iconic scene in um Marvel's Endgame was when Cap says Avengers! Assemble. This is yes. that moment right now. This is that's that right. Again, that's right. We've got an Avenger on the line, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something. When it and we talk about this story all the time. When all of us were together at WAPT, the conversations, the hypothetical conversations that would come up about film life and everything would come up amongst this group of people. And Lamont, go ahead and introduce introduce my. We got a legend in the building. We got a great storyteller. We got Richard Ochoa. Let's welcome him in, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Richard. Yes, he's a he's he's a dog daddy. He's a star tennis player, a drone pilot. Woo! He's he's a big deal Bro, journalist. He's he's, he's 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 crazy with it. He's he's he, he keeps on moving up like he's George Jefferson Jr. <laughs> he keeps on moving up. And yeah, like, you I'm, you. you you blink your eyes, wanna... he's gonna be he's gonna be a GM. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Just keep your eyes open for it. Watch it. Watch for it. But Richard, welcome cool. to the show, man. We really appreciate you coming through. No, it's great to be here. I'm 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 excited when you guys uh, asked me to come on. I was like, heck yeah, I want to talk some movies. Let's go. Today we got Shane Chi, the legend of the Ten Rings. Throughout my life, the Ten Rings gave our family power. If you want them to be yours one day, you have to show me you are strong enough to carry them. You are a product of all who came before you. The legacy of your family. You are your mother. And whether you like it or not, you are also your father. I told my men, they wouldn't be able to kill you if they tried. And I've been waiting for this movie ooh, since they announced it was going to come out. What about you guys? When you heard it was coming out, like, first time in 20 years that they had an Asian lead in a Marvel movie, that's crazy, right? That it took this long. Well, the thing about it with me was I'm not that in-depth in the comic book scene or whatever. But I love Kung Fu movies. Like, coming up, we had Kung Fu Theater had your lineup. You watch cartoons, you watch wrestling, and then you had Kung Fu Theater that come on about noon. And you were set, and then you go outside and play for the rest of the day, find an old mattress, and you practice your wrestling moves <laughs> and your Kung Fu moves on that. So to get introduced to this character in the Marvel Universe took me back to those days of Kung Fu Theater and enjoying great martial arts displayed on film. So this film uh, kind of introduced that into the whole Marvel Universe. Uh, Richard, how about you, man? Yeah, you know, this movie is, it's Shang-Chi. It's a straight up adventure flick. But, you know, you think like the early 2000s, that was, I would I would say, a lot of the mm -hmm. peak of, you know, a lot of the the, the flicks like that. Um, you know, I, it, it was a good time. I've watched this movie twice already. Uh, and when I was doing a little bit of extra research on it, you know, it's got 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty wow. good if you're on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes with 92%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this was, this was a really good movie and little known fact, and I'm sure you guys don't know this. I'm a second degree black belt. What? So, oh, I know that. 
That's yeah, why you're so, so good at tennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so which is funny because when I did join tennis and started playing tennis, my my teacher said like, yeah, you know, a lot of the same like flexibility and moves and things like that will actually translate to tennis, and it actually has because like you gotta you do particular forms and stuff. Yeah, seeing you know uh, the martial arts in this movie, you know, and you compare it to other you know, action scenes and stuff like this is just purely just martial arts. And it's, mm. it's great. I, I loved every minute of it. Well, I, and also I read that somewhere that, uh, well, people have said this is the best, uh, American made Kung Fu movie that they've seen in a long time. Wow. Just because with the way the, the action looks real, the way, like, I think what they try to do with this movie is what they try to do with black Panthers kind of immerse you in the culture. Like mm-hmm. there are little, there are little things that got me like when, they were uh, speaking in Chinese, but they had American subtitles. Right. Like any other movie, mm-hmm. it would have been backwards. They would have right. been speaking English. And then when they came in and the guy was like, well, I can speak in ABCs. I like a great touch, a little thing. <laughs> yeah. When he's going to pick up Aqua, uh, Kathy, Aquafina, and he has to take his shoes off to go inside. Exactly. Uh, the way they started it, you know, where they started it at, where it went and where it ended, like it was rooted in that culture and they try to do like the same kind of thing they did with Black Panther and Wakanda. But this this series, this guy, this this Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, like this this was born out of like in the early 70s when the Kung Fu craze hit and they had that David Carradine movie and they wanted to make that into a a Marvel superhero, but they couldn't because they didn't own the rights. See that was owned by by DC. So it's like hey we're gonna make our own. So they decided to, Chun-Chi became his character. Like in the comic books, he's the guy that whenever they needed somebody to come in and teach martial arts, he's the guy that taught Spider-Man how to fight. He's the guy that uh, whenever they needed, you know, that element, they would bring him in. And I love the fact that they took it and they fleshed it out and they made it into this bigger movie. Because in, in the comic books, the Ten Rings were actually Ten Rings. Like mm. they were definitely t- like ten rings that you put on your fingers, instead of like the battle rings that th- he has on his on his forearms. So it's like they changed out changed out a lot of it. Got rid of some of the uh, the racist, some of the the undertones uh, like that that wouldn't work well today, and just made it into an all like a better character now. Right. Yeah. yeah because no, I, I mean, I think it's uh, great. What? So say that again. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it's great. You know, I think. Uh there was a lot of uh, inspiration. You could just, it, you know, again, maybe I'm just a big, you know, uh, fan of martial arts or something, but, you know, I, there was a lot of inspiration from a lot of the big name, you know, Jackie Chan, yes. Lee, Bruce Lee, like you can keep going on and on, but you could see all of that inspiration. And then when you look at some of the people that were behind the scenes, like the choreographers or the stunt coordinators or whoever, mm-hmm. they had input, on like Jackie Chan movies, like they were like Jackie Chan's right hand man or something, so they knew what they were doing with this movie, and it it felt great. And speaking of that, that whole Jackie Chan, they totally ripped off uh, a scene out of like Rush Hour, like that scene when they were in the Fight Club thing where the girl was holding on to the post and all that different type of stuff. I'm like, <laughs> man, I've seen this somewhere before, and it was a Jackie Chan movie. And what's sad about it was it actually stemmed from another film. I think it was uh, a Shaw a Brothers, Shaw Brothers, not Shaw, Shaw Brothers film, uh, The 36 Chambers. Like, as far as, like, it was this Buddha monk that was using bamboo from, from them scaffolding on a building, and he used it as a fighting style. So it's like, it, 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 it does tributes little flashes of tributes in the film and if you're a person that keeps up with kung fu movies you you'll be like oh i seen that there i seen that there and man i was like okay i get it i get the whole thing it's like now marvel is just switching it up and and like marvel does it baits you into a storyline that's going to come back and punch you in the mouth later <laughs> that's true but uh, like they have to i think they have to with the, they have to get a whole set of new Avengers now. And yeah. I feel like this guy is going to be one of the prominent ones. It's going to be Captain Marvel. It's going to be him. It's going to be 
Captain America, Falcon, uh, Bucky. Like, it's going to be these guys that are going to be the core of the new Avengers that we see. And, and whoever the next Black Panther is going to be, I think that's going to be the core that we're going to get. And I'm just so glad with the diversity that they're bringing this guy up in here. And, like, he's got personality. Like, he's, like, I think this, I think he knocked it out the park. I don't have him, got, not, I'm not going to jump ahead to the ratings, but I feel like he did a really good job in this movie. Let's just get into the story of it, because okay. uh, what do you? How do you guys feel about the way they told the story? Because it wasn't linear; like they kept jumping backwards and forwards. What did you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, I I, I loved the way that they they told the story because I think it helped push you know the movie along. Because if if you gave this huge backstory in the beginning, the movie would just drag and drag and drag. Instead. Mm-hmm they brought you up to speed like of what you needed to know to get you to a certain point. And then, you know, again, we can talk about it later, but you know, I think they, they brought on one of the best scenes uh, early on in, in the movie and they got, got you up to speed. You know, that was a critical point in the movie. Um, But what I really, really liked about it was this kind of reminded me of star Wars in a sense, Mm. which is a weird, which is a weird comparison. No, because I, I, I think Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. It's, yes, yes, yes. There's a there's a big push and pull from the light and the dark side, and that's what really drives the movie's like emotional journey. And so they keep going all those flashbacks, and that kind of helps push that narrative. And I think, you know, it, it. I don't know. I think it was. I think it was done beautifully. I was saying to myself, I was like, this has been the best father son fight since Vader and Luke. I yeah. mean, I felt like the, the, the father and son aspect of it, like, I just felt it came out. It feel like if you need to make a superhero, you just need to find a dude with magical powers with daddy issues. And then you got <laughs> like, you got to, like, you got to have daddy issues. Like, there's a Batman there. Like, there's a bunch of dudes out there fighting crime that don't have good relationships with their dads. Right. So wait, did you is- just admit that Batman's a superhero? Oh, oh wow. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're oh, breaking up. There it is. Hell, you're breaking up. He has actually <laughs> took a punch at it. Oh, Richard, Richard. Richard, was... Richard did it. Richard did it. Ladies and gentlemen, Batman's not a superhero. I apologize for that. Let's get back into this movie. All right. <laughs> and you're talking about DC Comics in a Marvel conversation. Let's yeah. don't do that. Let's yeah. Not, let's my, not do that. My bad. That was, that was my mistake. <laughs> But yeah. that, but basically, and also for, this is a little thing to me: the bracelets, the I mean, the necklaces that they were wearing. Yeah, why yeah. Mm-hmm. why wear them, guys? If they're that freaking valuable, why are we throwing that around our neck and walking around with this? Huh? Yeah, why is Why is it the safe deposit box somewhere? Well, you know, I mean, with the characters, they're trying to hide in plain sight, I, I guess. Uh, but um. It's like, yeah, it's one of those things. To a grown up, it would be like, oh, that's dumb. But yeah. to a kid, it's like, oh, okay, they, that's that's where blah 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 happens. Okay, cool. But nah. Mm-mm. Well, you guys, well, you guys shocked at the because uh, what shocked me. Uh, well, okay, well, basically, let's get into the story. Uh, it's like this this mystical gangster with the ten rings falls in love with this lady. Then he gives up everything, and they have a family, and they have two beautiful kids. And then all of a sudden, this is just a, the fast version of. Then all of a sudden, these gangsters come and they kill the wife because of the sins of the what the husband did. And mm-hmm. the son, the son sees it. He trains the son to be a killer. That doesn't do anything with the daughter, so she figures it out on her own. Has a son t- train tells the son to go kill the guy that's responsible for killing his mom and then the son allegedly he doesn't do it and he just runs away and finds out later he does it and were you guys shocked that he did go through with the murdering of the guy that killed his mother I mean I I wasn't I I think you know I think I wanted to believe that he didn't and I think that was a turning point because you know it was Again, it's the emotional journey of himself, and he's got to stop hiding mm-hmm. from his past, and he's got to realize, you know, who he is to to really, you know, put on, um, you know, to 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 overcome the hill of of what he needed to do and defeat his father. 
but it's not even defeating him physically. It's defeating his presence over him. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I wasn't too shocked. I was more of like, he's been just conflicted for a really long time. And he was finally, you know, finally coming to the realization of who he was. And, and I, I think it was fine. I think also with with that development, not just the main character, but also the sister in it, they both had that journey. And even though she was like a sub character or a subplot in the story, you saw her develop as well in the film from that whole oppressive father type of thing that was going on there. So, yeah, it's like, like I say, every time if you pull me into the film, I can get it. So it's it's that developed character development that I love so much in it. Even with the uh best friend slash I think girlfriend, because at the end they were holding hands. Yeah, I'm like, I think that was that was kind of strange. I thought that was like his homie. Like nah, listen, they 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 the stuff they went through, let they're hooking up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like wait, look. wait, did you see the way she looked at him when he had his shirt off when he was getting ready to fight? Right. Yeah, yeah she did like, switch up. She did yeah, she switch switched up. That up real quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, she kind of switched up on the bus scene, which by the way, dog, are we getting into that as far as talking you know about what? Our scenes? Yeah, wait, let's get into our categories then. All right, and then we'll get to the bus scene. All right, <laughs> got, who who was your MVP, Rich? Who was the MVP for you of this movie? You know, I think it's, you know, at first, at face value, you want to say Shang-Chi, the journey that it goes through. But honestly, I think it's his father. I think it's Win Wu. My son, you can't run from your past. Mm. I think it's Tony, Tony Leung. I think he, he, God, man, he, he, he was, this was, you know, Marvel and the MCU has been known, you know, Thanos came along, yeah, but has been known to not have great villains. Man, this was one of the great villains of a comic book movie. I wouldn't. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Really yes. Great. Yes. Yes. I agree. I wouldn't go quite as high as Heath Ledger type of villain, but it's it's right up there. You know, um, I think you know his his character's path, you know, of you know starting off you know as 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 a villain, but then going to you know going to be a good guy with with the scene in the forest, and then back to a villain and just having this confliction and. You know, I, I think that's beautiful. And then what was great about Leung's like performance is it's not so much what he's saying, it's his expressions. And that's just, mm. you know, a damn good actor. Mm-hmm. Like he's telling you how he's feeling with his eyes. And it's just like, man, he, he just stole the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I can't agree with you more. I thought he was amazing in this. I think he had great villain. And I think one of the keys to being a great villain is. Having to, like, there's got to be a, a conflict like Magneto, like Killmonger. Like right. you got to, you've got to see. They can't just be bad for bad sake. Or like, or, or noble cause, like or Thanos, like Thanos, Thanos had a noble cause. Yeah. I mean, he just wanted to put balance in the earth. Kind of messed up way to do it, but it is what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why Infinity War was so great and probably right. top three of all the Marvel movies. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a strong MVP. I, I agree with it. Like this guy, I love the scene. Well, it to show the depth of the scene or the conflict that he had. He even brought everybody to the dinner table <laughs> and played like yeah. you know, nothing really happened. Like I wasn't a bad dad. But you gotta understand, <laughs> I, I I think villains don't think they're villains, right? Like, they're, they're the hero in yeah. their story. Like he's the hero in this. Like you guys are messing up. I'm right. trying to save. I'm saving mom. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to get the family together. Like I'm really trying to bring us all together. And if I have to kill you, you all. <laughs> like I'm gonna kill the kids to get get the family back together. Yeah. Like I didn't abandon you. I just let you grow up. Like right. Oh, that's all I was doing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, even though the main character is the main character. The father was like the strong MVP in this. I have to agree with him. Okay, well, uh oh, yeah, I'm a hundred percent disagreeing with you guys. Like, okay. I I do agree that he was good. He's a really good villain. But come on, man, it's Chang Chi. It is. It go my dude, Samalu Kim's inconvenience store. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, like he, like he was a star in this. 
那就把项链交出来。You have the wrong guy. Does he look like he can fight? Come on, bro. You okay? He was good in this. He showed charisma. He had the the quick whips. He was. You could tell that he could carry the movie. You could tell. I, I believed him as a as a lead in the Legend of the Ten Rings. I believe so. When I see him in something else, that's my guy right there. Now he did catch on quick how to use those things, but yeah. I just felt like I believe because I think you're going to need him. He's going to have to be a pillar in these other films, and I thought he did a really really good job with the acting stuff and with the, the crime, I mean, the kung fu stuff, like, he was believable. And well, he, well, he, he's my MVP, yeah. Okay, I get, I got that. Like, and to drop two pennies on it, it keeps going to um, just how much they stayed true to form to, like, typical storylines in kung fu films. Like, the dynamic of him and his mother you know the whole yin and yang. He, yeah. he gets trained by his father, but his mother taught him kung fu her way. You know what I'm saying? And then it goes back to that whole fight scene at the top of the other film, like the mom kicked the dad's butt. Yes, <laughs> off of, off of just sure sheer uh skill. Like she, he was trying to use his rings to fight, and she was just you know doing her little twirls and going with it, almost <laughs> so pretty. That it looked like they were dancing, but they were sparring. I'm like, hold on, is this? Yeah, this is a metaphor. So yeah. fighting is dancing and, and dancing and falling in love. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, that's dope. And then when she tossed him in the mud, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, she got him. Yeah. But <laughs> I love that balance that they give because that's the strength of of, of most good kung fu films, like. We're going to get into the whole thing as far as our favorite kung fu films, but like one of my films, it has that actual element in it. But keep it going. MVP. Now, next to LVP. Uh. So we have least valuable player or person that's been used that could have been used more in the film. Yeah. If, if, if you really wanted them to be used more, I would have to throw in the hat uh, my girl, um, Michelle. You are a product of all who came before you. The legacy of your family. You are your mother. And whether you like it or not, you are also your father. Uh, Michelle, I can't pronounce her name. The auntie. Hey, auntie. Aunties in Marvel <laughs> get love, bro. But uh, <laughs> Michelle, like, she's a beast in, in, in the film industry. And I love her. In everything she do. I mean, she was a silver hawk in one of the Kung Fu films that I watched back in the day. So I love her character. Like, Michelle is, I, I think they could have used her more. Not the fact that she was the least valued as far as the sense of just a waste of time on film. I think they could have used her more a little bit earlier in the film. Well, yeah, she's a legend. Listen, from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like, right. Yeah, she, she's a goat, but... Yeah, you're, but I also feel like she had a good little role because once they got to the magical lands where his mom was from, she basically ran the show from there. Mm. What about you, uh, Richard? Who's your LVP? You know, I thought about her as putting as my LVP. I was like, you know what? In the scenes that she was in, you know, she commanded them. Like, I felt I felt something when, when every, every time I saw her in, in a scene and, and uh, you, know, you know, even even towards the end, you know, mm-hmm. we, after everything that happened, you could tell that she's going to be the new head honcho type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've seen, you know, I, I don't think she's done with Shang-Chi. I think there's going to be an, another, you know, presence from her in movies mm-hmm. to come. Uh, okay. But to answer my question, I think it's Death Dealer. Uh, you know, oh. the, 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 I guess, silent assassin, if you will, the person who taught yeah. A lot of um I wanted to see what was under the I wanted to see what was under the mask. I really but yeah. Yeah, I just you know, there was this pretty good you know, honestly quite quite honestly it lasted like thirty seconds it felt like. But this fight scene with Shang Chi and the high rise, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to see a bigger payoff between the two because that was like someone who taught him, but I know that wasn't the main narrative of the story, but 
the way Death Dealer went out, mm-hmm. like I was like, oh man, like I kind of wanted to see just something more from it. I just I felt like unsatisfied with mm-hmm. that. So for me, it's Death Dealer. Okay, cool. Uh, what about you, Lamont? All right, for mine, this is going to be kind of controversial, but. I feel when I say least fab player, when I say could be used more, I feel like they should not have killed this character because he is arguably been one of the best villains we've had. I feel like his father. I feel like mm. they should, there's some way he should still be alive because like he's such a good villain. I want to see him come. I want to see him in other movies. Mm. I want to see him come back. I hope this wasn't the end for him. And I know like he such a great performance. I wanted to see him still be there so we could see him in other films because he has such great motivation and I feel like he could, yeah, I could see, I want to see more of him. I hated that he, that they killed him at the end of the movie. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. And for my, <laughs> and if I'm just going on this traditionally guy that I wanted, that they, I wanted to see more of, I got to go with Razor Fist. Oh, like, <laughs> what's the what's the story with this guy? Like he can't just get a clip on hand. Like, like he's right. walking around. Is is he claws? <laughs> is he claws nephew from another life? Like, please, what what is Candyman? At least had a hook. Like, come right. on, guys. Like, but but think about it. It's 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 almost it, like like we said. It's a tribute to other films. So when you think about Enter the Dragon, and you think yeah. about the villain in Enter the Dragon with the interchangeable hands yeah it's like it's nothing but right to have a one-handed villain come in with a, like like my girl said a machete on his yes. own so, <laughs> so it's like that that can cut through a, a whole bus like yeah. butter like that is typical kung fu film True, Logic. true. It's, it's, <laughs> if you had a, a kit, it would be in the kit for sure. Yeah, that it definitely. It's in the blueprint. Like, what type of villain can we throw? A one-handed man that can change his hands to so swords. I'm saying, I'm saying, but what did he keep? Like, did he have a backpack where he put all the different accessories? Right, like, because I'm like, <laughs> when, when he came out on the bus and just shook his arm and the whole machete came out, I'm like, where did that come from? Like, <laughs> right, is it, like, is it, it up in his man? arm? Is it right. like lodged in his arm or is it like a hologram that can actually be used as something to cut? Maybe maybe it's lasers. I don't know. Well, it's remember he cut of... it off and then he yeah. put another one in there? So, right. yeah. so I mean, Razor Fist, yeah, he's a, he is an LVP. Like, yeah. He's, he's yeah. a known presence, but it's like he's one of those ones that'll be like, I want to know more about him. Can yeah. we sit down and talk to him? Can we have some tea? Uh, you know? And, and figure out what type of character you are. True, true. All right, so six man or six woman, Richard, who you got coming out the bench? Who's your six man? Um, hmm. there's only one answer in this, but yeah, go right yeah. Here. I mean, for real, for real, it's just just one answer, but just one answer. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what no sister? pressure. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. No, no pressure. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. No pressure. Wait a minute. No. You sound like somebody fumble. No, sound like a fumble. But no, no pressure. Go no ahead. pressure. Go ahead. Who's your six man? Nah, I mean, what? What was her? Uh, Aquafina. What, what was the character's name? Kathy. I don't Kathy. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy. Kathy yeah. 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 You know, come, coming in like that's that's what you want from like a six man clutch. I should also probably mention that my name's not technically Sean. What is it? It's Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi? No, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Shang. 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 S-H-A-N-G. Shang. Shang? Yeah. You change your name from Shang to Sean? Yeah, I don't. I wonder, yeah. how, I wonder how your father found okay, you. I was 15 years old. Right. What is what is your name change logic? You going into hiding okay. and your name is Michael? You want to change it to Michael? That's that's not what happened. It's, you, it's like hi, my name's Gina. I'm gonna go into hiding. My new name's Gina. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, you can hear me. Like you know, man, that's you think... what you want from a woman, bro. That's like she go hard, bro. That's <laughs> a ride or die. That's you that's want a from a ride. friend, a relative. Yeah. 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 Like. I... 
I, I see I, you on the you plane. Know. I'll see you on the plane. Plane, right. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you when yeah. I get back. No, I'll see you on the plane. I'm going with you. For me, the way I resonated with with her was, you know, what she did towards the end of the film, you know, to me, that's that, you know, buzzer beater type of, you know, type of thing to take it over time. I think Robert Ori or something. I'm a Spurs fan. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I think of it that way. I'm like, yep, that's that's Aquafina. Yeah. And and she literally hit the last shot. Like she literally with the with the again, I didn't believe it. That's the part that's kind of iffy to me with the. uh Come on, she had never, and all of a sudden she's freaking Hawkeye. Like, what, what yeah, the heck? that's true. That is true. <laughs> like, like, all of a sudden she's Hawkeye. She hits him in the throat, and okay, but I'm good with that. This is a movie, but yeah, I, I for me, she's my sixth man because I feel like every scene she was in, she was funny. They, I went to see this in the theater, and every time she popped up, like people were laughing, and like you needed some of that with all the heaviness around it. So she was always like a little. You know, like a little some brought some levity to the film, right? I'm 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 100 with the rest of you guys. She is like the six man from the point of her bedding against him in the fight scene. <laughs> yeah, with the, with, with the fanny with the fanny pack with, with the fanny the pack. Like, look, yo, I'm getting the money too. I mean, with characters like that, you know, she puts you in the mind of Dory because she's so carefree in it. All she really wants is adventure. In the in the long run, and she didn't expect it to be this much. She didn't expect it to be a crusade, but she was like, you could tell from the top, like they were valeting. They saw the fancy car. She hops in like, hey, that's oh, right. She, she went Ferris Bueller, man. She yeah. went Ferris she like, Bueller. Let's, <laughs> look, let's get in the car. Let's ride. No, we can't. No, let's do this. And then you know, it's that whole rebellion, like. I know what my family want me to be, but I'm more of a free spirit and I want to do what I want to do. So it's like, I love her character because A, she was loyal and then she was true to herself. Like, man, I'm doing, I'm doing me. So I love her character, bro. And just shout out to the actress. Cause I think Aquafina, I think again, she's one of those, She's one of those actresses that whatever she's in, like she's gonna give it her best, and she shows up and like she's for crazy rich Asians. I mean, yeah, yeah. she she is that yeah. comical friend. Like she <laughs> in crazy rich Asians, she was hilarious, bro. Like she has that that comedy chops to keep that timing going, and it just hits every time she gets out there. So. Yeah, I bro. was expecting her to ruin a couple of moments within the movie, especially towards the end, you know, the big conflict where he was sitting down and, and contemplating about stuff. I was like, here it comes. I'm waiting for the punchline. And then she didn't take it. I was like, this is great. This is like some yeah. really good stuff because, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, a little bit of typecast and, you know, whatnot. She was there for purpose, but yeah. they stretched that, you know, beyond what, you know, we all thought. And I, I thought it was great because, you know, at face value, before going in, before doing research, whatever, like, she's kind of the biggest actress in this whole freaking movie. I know Tony mm-hmm. Leung and, you know, uh, what Michelle. did we say earlier? Michelle Yeoh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I know we know them, but, like, you know, if you're not big in the Kung Fu flicks, like, you know, she's kind of the biggest name that's that's out there right now. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, it was like, oh, she's just in there to bring the funny. And, yeah, she was, but she's had some other purposes, and she was the big humbling for, you know, for Shang-Chi and stuff. So She yeah. was. I, I think she's a really good actress. If you guys get a chance, if you haven't seen it, check out The Farewell. It's mm. a movie she did in 2019. Should have got nominated for an Oscar, and it's a serious movie, but it she's really good in that. And like I said, buy stock in her now, because I feel like I feel like she's going to blow up. But you get a chance, check that out. All right, favorite fight scene. This is the fun part. Like, mm. uh, Richard, you're the guest. We're going to let you go first. What's sure. your favorite fight scene? Man, I was like, okay, I was like, <clears throat> I was counting all the fight scenes. I was like, all right, which one do I pick? Which one do I pick? And then I thought about which one. I was just like, okay, it's the bus battle. I mean, yes. you know, <laughs> like, it's 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 got to be. I mean, it was your first real introduction. I mean, I know we saw a couple of clips, you know, before the movie came out. And, like, that immediately turned us on. But what I really liked about it was his face when he just turns it on. It just, a, a, right. you, you could tell there was just that dual, I don't want to go dual personality, but like something else came out 
hidden like thing that not a lot of people maybe it's me and my martial arts background but what not a lot of people uh got from it is that first punch that he did where he punched the guy and the guy flew that was the same exact punch that he had been practicing for years on that wooden okay. stick on the board mm, it's yeah. that same punch and so he perfected it and that's why it had a humongous impact um and that first punch was like the introduction to his martial arts. And then you saw him over the flashbacks doing that same exact punch. And then when he visited back again, he put his hand in the thing. It's the same exact kind of kind of thing. I was like, wow, this is, I noticed it when I saw it a second time, but you know, I, I thought that was great. And then the whole thing with like Razor Fist just chilling in the back. And then all of a sudden, you know, coming out like, okay, this is, now, this is, <laughs> now this is what get me. Nobody noticed this six foot nine, <laughs> 295 pound lunchbox with a, with a trench coat sitting in the back of the bus. Like that's one of the people you look at and be like, Something ain't right with him. That's a killer for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. like, how you just pop up? But yeah, the strong bus, the bus scene, what, what was his name when he went to the fight club? Bus Boy. Bus Boy, bus yeah. Boy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that scene marked him as the Bus Boy. Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Clev, coming at you live on the bus. I actually did take a little bit of martial arts as a youth, so I'm gonna try and grade this fight as we're going. That was crazy. Lamont, what about you? What what was your favorite fight? Scene? My favorite fight scene. I love the bus scene. I really do. It it was strong. But I got if I got to do it, I got to go with the uh, when they're fighting on the building on the scaffolding. Mm. Uh, when they go trying to get out of the club, uh, I, it it just felt when you're looking at it, you're like, wow, these guys are really artists out here. Like yeah. this is crazy. Like they're doing all this stuff and they're doing it on the scaffolding and it looks believable. And it was just amazing. Just I don't know what was CG and what was real, right. but uh, it was some of the best scenes, fighting scenes that I've seen. And it just reminds me of some of those old Kung Fu movies I used to watch when I was a kid. Again, I love the bus, too, because I love the fact with Aquafina driving. And it kind of reminded mm-hmm. me of like that, that speed thing. And yeah. how, how would I know when the, when the sign is and they're going through the city? And just some of the comedy, too, with her when she's like, uh, yeah, we make a good team. Like, you know, so... <laughs> There were good things like that I like, but again, you can't go wrong with any of these, any of these scenes at all. Or, you know, him with his father, the fights with like it's just so many. Like they didn't, they did not miss right. on on any of the fight scenes. So right. Oh, okay. also shout out to the, to the black guy that was uh, Facebook Live in the whole fight scene. Like he <laughs> was hilarious, yo. But that's the OG from uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, is it? Yeah, I did some research. He's the he's the he's the one that told uh, he was on the street when Spider Man he told him to flip. Like that's the same guy. They brought him back for this. <laughs> like <laughs> Marvel knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, attention to detail. Marvel is good at that, bro. And let's let's shout out let's shout out Jordans. Listen, oh. this is this right oh, here. Sneaker. Yeah, yeah. Sneakerhead coming the, alive. The Jordan Defender. <laughs> Little little known little known sneaker, but only only superhero I know wearing Jordans. So I gotta shout him out for that. The, the black with the red, beautiful sneaker. I was like, oh, is he? And in every scene, he had Jordans on. Mm. So expect the tie in. I fully expect the whole shoe and everything to run out on this one. Crazy. And I ordered a pair of those Amazon hundred bucks. Get them now before they blow what? up. What? Yes. Wait a minute. Let me. I'm online now. About yes. To, about to the order now. Jordan Defender. Go ahead. I don't typically wear Jordans, but I might have to now because yeah. He's, he's but aren't those the same ones that us? Uh, what uh, the 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 new Spider Man? Uh, Miles. Morales. No, Miles has. He has the ones. He has the ones. Oh, he has the ones. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I thought I thought those were there, but okay. Jordan Defenders. I'm up. Yeah. I got, I'm pulling them up on Amazon now. Shopping yeah. while I'm working. Yeah, okay. go right ahead and knock those out. But uh, yeah, so uh, what was your favorite scene? Scene w- without the fighting? 
Wait a minute. I haven't even done my favorite oh, I thought you did scene, yours. Bro. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, trying. I was. I'm up here. You up here shopping. shopping. You up here shopping. I'm applauding right. you guys. I'm applauding you guys' scenes because you picked some great scenes. And and I was just saying, you know, dropping two pennies on everybody's scene. But mine was um, the actual fight between the father and the son. Is this what you wanted? Like, oh, wow. yeah. yeah, those with him getting the rings from him, and mm-hmm. it goes back to when when you guys made the mention of Star Wars, like yeah. the yeah. two different auras that came off of it. The father's rings were bluish purple, then the son's ring was a golden purple. So you got, and you, it, it's weird because Lamont always will, will bring up this. You have the you have the glow, like like, like Bruce Leroy. He mm-hmm. has his mm-hmm. color changes with the rings, and 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 it's like, oh, so you got Darth and you got Luke going head up in this whole battle, and it's like, well, the it's, rings it's are like, coming. It's like the lightsaber changes, but yeah. with the colors, yeah. So yeah. like, yeah. So I I love that scene, and I mean, even even with that, you could tell the conflict because both of them was really holding back. Like they, I, I, I don't want to hurt my son, but I gotta neutralize him some kind of way. I don't want to hurt my dad, but I gotta neutralize him. And somebody has to make a decision. Well, somebody got to go. Yeah. And that's that that scene, that fight scene was dope, bro. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. It, it was. There was the moment, and again, bringing up Luke and Darth Vader, where he threw away the rings and he said, "Like, no, I'm not doing it." That's the same thing with that Luke did. He threw away the lightsaber and said, "No, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it." Like, that was the turning moment when he said, like, you know, again, the, the emotional, like, that was, like, the pivotal point, the emotional journey that he had been on, the push and the pull. And he's like, I choose the light, and I'm not going to kill you. Um, right. I'm not going to, you know, you're my father. We we can do this together, but, you know. So, yeah, yeah, like you told, I, he, I he, he even told him, he's like, your family needs you. Like, we're, like, come on, like, your family needs you, dude. Let's not do this. Yeah. But, yeah, so, okay, that strong scene. So, now your favorite scene, no fighting, just your favorite scene all out. Well, for me, it actually was a, a, a fight scene. And okay. It was it was the fight in the forest. I think that was a, a fantastic scene because we had just went through what Win Wu had been doing for all of these thousands of years, mm. and he was still seeking more power, more power, more power. Oh. You know, and then he met his future wife. I just thought that was an incredible sequence, the choreography, the acting, mm-hmm. you know, I just think, you know, the looks that they were given and the, the clashing of the two, I guess, ideologies, if you will. And, you know, the, what was derived from it or like what, you know, the influence that they got crouching tiger, hidden dragon, things like that. Right. Like just, I guess, how, how can I put it? Like it, it brought sort of the heart and soul to the big narrative of the story. And I thought, you know, everything kind of zeroes back. If that never happened, we don't have a movie. True. So True. I feel like that was, you know, a, a, a pretty epic scene. Like, yeah, you know, it was a fight scene, but you weren't in it for the fight scene. You were in it for what was happening between them two. Because, yeah, it was like, it was like, uh, it was a dance. It was a, you know, I think that type of style is sort of a romantic martial arts type of dance. Um, I don't know the name of it, but it is a type of, martial arts when you're you know doing all that stuff with each other but you know for me i think that was that was the best scene and yeah it was a fight scene might have not been the best scene as far as fighting is concerned because we just went through all of our best fight scenes but Mm -hmm. i think you know that one just holds a lot of weight to the movie cool cool what about you alex what you got best scene uh at the end man like the the scene where they're telling the story (laughs) like Everybody's been in that double date situation where every like Kevin Hart would say, each couple trying to one up each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So and then, then Wong comes through and just clear wins wins right there. Right. So it's like, oh wow. So you fought dragons. You had dragons, really? Like it, it was that whole <laughs> and they hold and and you know they do that quick uh, tight shot on the, them holding hands. You be like, oh sucks. They they're a couple for real, for real. So it's like that scene did it for me because I love the fact that they were friends at yeah. the top and they just developed and then became a couple. So you can you can actually 
Marvel, like Marvel do, they always know where to place everything. You can actually see um, what's what's the girl name? Aqua Aqua Aquafina. Aquafina is going to be one of those characters that they're going to keep in the story storyline. It's, it's just smart they do because she's she's yeah. hot right now, so it's yeah. smart they keep her in there. Just like they should have kept the dad, but I, I'm gonna leave that alone. Let it go, man. Just let, <laughs> it go. let dad die. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my favorite scene. Now listen, and he shit. This guy could have been a six man, but this scene right here had everybody in the theater cracking up. I served time in federal prison, which turned out to be the best thing for me. I got clean. I rediscovered my passion. But then my dad broke you out. Exactly. To kill you. Exactly. But just as his men were tying me up for my execution, I launched into a performance of my Macbeth. Whence is that knocking? Wait, Duncan, with thy knocking? I wish thou could. They couldn't get enough of it. I've been doing weekly gigs for lads ever since. So you're like his jester? I can give you a quick preview if you like. Nuncle, nuncle, nuncle. Uh, thank you, Trevor. I think we're okay. Trevor is talking, and he's talking about how he got into acting was when he saw Planet of the Apes. And he thought the apes were actually riding. He didn't realize they were actors inside of the ape suit. And he's figured if an ape could do it, then he could do it. Right. <laughs> and like the whole theater just cracked up laughing at this guy. And I, I know it like it doesn't lead to the story, but I just thought it was you got Ben Kingsley and he's a great actor. And I just mm-hmm. feel like you you bring him, you made something that was a negative into a positive. The Iron Man movie was just it was horrible. But then they made fun of it and they brought it back and they made it even when he was on the, when he I forget the name of his little uh pet. Edmund, what, what's the name of the Morris. pet? Morris, Morris. Well, Morris, remember chicken when pig. Was, <laughs> yes, the chicken pig. When he right. was when he was like, Oh, he thought he had died. He's like, I'm just acting. Now you lay down too. Like, right. And then he just <laughs> and it flops over and just yes. lays out. Yeah. So yeah, I, that was one, one of my favorite scenes when he's just talking about how he really got into acting. I just thought it was funny and, you know, with all the heavy stuff around there, sometimes you just need a little joke to, you know, get through it. Yeah. The chicken uh, pig. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and look, that's Aquafina, and she amplified both of those scenes. The chicken pig part, and then, you know, the part in the car she's like, you go, dude. You went after your passion. You went after it. You got it, and look at you now. Yes. You know? Which now is Aquafina makes stuff better for sure. That is hilarious because even what you're saying that you're saying Aquafina makes stuff better, it's nothing better than a chicken uh, sandwich with with bacon on it. Oh. So you got the chicken pig. Yes, yeah, a hundred percent. So it's like they I, Marvel. Hats off to you guys because you think about everything. That is hilarious. A chicken pig. <laughs> hilarious. All right, now. On our podcast, we rate we, we rate them. We go from like zero tank of gas, fourth of a tank, half a tank, full tank. Rich, what are you rating this thing? What are you rating this movie? Uh, for me, I'm gonna go full tank. I I really enjoyed this. I really, you know, this was this was a fantastic movie. You know, there was a period where we didn't really have anything after Endgame. There was nothing. I mean, I think Spider Man or whatever. But there was really nothing after Endgame. You were just kind of like, what now? And then I know, you know, Comic-Con, you know, MCU announced all the movies they were doing. But now that it's back, like Black Widow was cool, cool movie, you know. But Shang-Chi just takes it to a whole new level. And, you know, I was sad for Iron Man and stuff. But I'm like, I'm re- this is a breath of... I'm, I'm ready for what's next. And my wallet is open and Disney's got its hand <laughs> real deep in there. A hundred percent, hundred percent. What about you, Alex? Where are you rating it? Uh, a little bit over three quarters. Not a full tank. What? But it's in between. It's in between a full tank and, and three quarters. I love the graphics. I love. I love uh, the fight scenes and all of that. It's just, I guess, the hint. It's not deeply submerged into the Marvel universe for me, and I think that's the thing. It's like I know they got hints of different characters from the Marvel uh series, but it's like, okay, where's the tie? Where's the tie in to Marvel? Well, you see that they, they brought your boy Wong in. 
I know that. It, it's, it, but it's not a strong tie-in for me, Lamont. That's the thing that gets me. I know that he's he he was the guy, and they made the joke about how horrible that was. But still, it's like oh, I need a little more Marvel. Because truth be told, this film could stand alone without it even being a part of the Marvel universe. I think you're 100 right, but I also feel I feel like they had to do this one because remember, if you're if we're being honest, Iron Man one wasn't like you had to introduce the guy. So this is his Iron Man one. This is okay. his. This is his. Remember the first Captain America. Nobody's saying how great that was. Like right, but it introduced us to Cap to get to the uh, the good ones. The first Thor. It's not. Raggle Rock, but like it gets you there. So I feel like they needed to do this one so they can do the other ones. Okay. Okay. But uh yeah, that. but like I like I get what you're saying. Like it's a could have tied it in more, but yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that. But I've got to go with Rich. I gotta go full tank because I've mm-hmm. never it's just it's groundbreaking, man. Like to have this character, you know, on its own, and it's not even like they're not trying to shoehorn in any like this is purely a kung fu story with about about family and love and loss and they're not trying to shoehorn any western ideals into it this is truly a story of its own doing so that's why i gotta give it i gotta give it a full tank for aquafina aquafina ben kingsley like the 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 father like just strong performances all around Mm. okay all around, and I thought this was a fun thing, guys. For us, top three yeah. Marvel accessories. Because when I saw the ten rings, I was like, hey, "That's freaking awesome!" Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna give my three, and I'm gonna let you guys jump in. For my number one, I gotta go with Mirror Thor's hammer. Okay, that's number one. Number two, Bucky's arm. Mm. Bucky's arm is my number two, and I know you're thinking three might be the shield, but no, it's not. What? No, it's not three. I gotta go with uh, what's Doctor Strange's cape? Yeah, Doctor oh. Strange's cape does is very yeah. problematic for everybody that <laughs> comes from. Like even in the What If series, if you guys, if you haven't watched it, you got to check it out. Doctor Strange's cape is very problematic whenever somebody try to get something done and it pops up and just yanks people out of the way. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's my top three. What about you? God, you coming coming hard. <laughs> okay. I do, I do. I was up. I had yeah, a you, diagram. You, you threw, you, was that was a straight up shit. monkey wrench. You could have told us this offline so we could prepare. <laughs> I did. I sent but, you the list. I but I got you. I got you. I got you faded. I got you faded. So first of all, I would have to say T'Challa's armor. Like the vibranium. Like when Vibranium, okay. It absorbs his freaking armor absorbs the energy of what is being shot at him from a punch, bro. That ain't no, that ain't that ain't nothing but Nike boost. That's all that, or, <laughs> that, that, and, or but, boost. But, that, that's all that is. But even with that, it doesn't project like it don't come off, and you, you can use the same energy, bro, like like they say, keep that same energy. They use the energy on somebody else. They number the Air Max, bro. That's all whatever, that is. But whatever. Okay. T'Challa's armor is, is, is a dope accessory. All right. Um, claws, actual gun arm, hand. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a bomb accessory. Even though he died, I, I really feel bad they they killed him off kind of early. Uh, claws. So so it didn't work. See, there you go. Don't I'm do just, that, I'm bro. Put it out there. Okay, go ahead. Why are you doing that? Accessory that don't work. But go ahead. <laughs> whatever. Still, so, I mean, so we, so we just picking whatever. But but at the end, of, no, no, because Bucky arm. If if you watch the Falcon, one of the uh, what's what's the girls from a uh, from a uh, Wakanda? She detached his arm so fast he didn't even know what happened. Arm still dope, still left, but go ahead, okay. Anyway, right. he he got defused. Anyway, uh, and my last one got to be uh, you got to give Iron Man gloves like that whole the gloves, yo, and he just shoot people in the face whenever they come around. I love that. Okay, all right, that's cool. All right, Rich, what you got? Your top three. Yeah, I mean, I think. One of the for me, and I, I mean, I think this is any Marvel. Company. I think uh, Cap Shield, I think, is just one of the most iconic ex- accessories in all of Marvel. 
mm-hmm. um you know it's been around for decades and and he's got different iterations of it and it's been that was the whole big thing you know obviously with with the series uh you know the passing of the shield like there's so much like it's just a freaking shield but yeah. what comes with it you know is and that was the big story and, and look at it now so for me number one i think is cap shield um number two yeah i think uh mjolnir i think uh, thor's hammer i think is uh is, is really iconic yeah he got an upgrade or whatever but it came back came back in endgame it, it yeah. the enchantment that was put on it and it's only to, to those that were worthy you know and obviously we've seen endgame a thousand times you know thanos couldn't wield it but mm. he could wield the upgraded weapon because there was no enchantment on it so yeah it was a mm. cool axe whatever but Mjolnir just it's it's got to step up and you know Cap picking it up you know there's yeah. two Cap references already yeah uh, that, that was people were clapping in the theater when Cap picked that thing up yeah Thor was uh, Thor was celebrating it I what, knew it I knew it <laughs> Thor celebrated it so yeah. I mean yeah and then you brought both of them together in that one scene those two yeah. those two items uh you know and then for me and I think I think both of you guys have 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 hit on it but vibranium in general i think you know it's it's touched a lot of different uh you know elements out there you know again cap shield bucky's arm you know uh, black panther all of the black panther stuff the black panther suit you know uh claws arm (laughs) vibranium just everywhere you know if we were if we had wolverine you know adamantium you know those two would be right next to each other but for me i think it's those three just vibranium and in in general and what comes out of it okay cool cool list man all right now the fun part my rushmore kung fu movies Mm. uh richard you're the guest we're gonna let you go first man okay uh all right in no particular and order. And since you're a black belt, your list is going to be pretty strong. I already know that. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Richard Richard probably don't watch Kung Fu films. He is the film. He is, probably. yeah. <laughs> so he'd be like, yeah, not that film. That actually happened in real life. I beat these guys up in the alley. Yeah, I'm sorry yes, about that. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah, it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I watch these, I watch these flicks, which, you know, I, that's the thing. The thing about martial arts is not to how to yeah, you, you want to beat people up, but it's the discipline that comes from it because you you then become yourself a weapon and the art of fighting is not fighting. Right. So I'm, right. If I'm quoting Honor. people here. So, you know, I learned not to fight by having discipline and, and you know, and that kind of played a big part of my personality where I keep to myself and, you know, I, uh, I'm a straight arrow and I don't like conflict or whatever that may be. But back to the question. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Mount Rushmore. Uh, Mount Rushmore. No, per- no, no particular order. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came out in mm. 2000, early 2000s. There was a whole bunch of movies that came out around that time that are just fantastic kung fu adventure flicks. Um, you know, again, back to that fight in the forest scene. I think, yes. you know, here, here, if it wasn't for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I don't think that scene exists in Shang-Chi. You know, I think the movie was beautiful and stunning. It's got your mix of action, drama, romance, et cetera, et cetera. And then, like like I was mentioning, especially with the fight in the forest, it, it brought heart and soul to martial arts. Mm. You got an all-star cast in it. You know, Chow, Chow Yun-Fat, Michelle Yeoh, uh, yes. Zhang, what's her name? Zhang, Zhang Zi. Uh, she's been in a whole bunch of these movies. Right. Actually, she's in another one that's on my list and, um, and, and so on. So that's, that's in no particular order. Uh, another one is uh, Hero. You guys seen that? Mm, I have with Jet Li. With Jet Li, yeah, yeah. Came out in two two thousand four, so four years after Crouching Tiger Dragon. Yeah, Jet Li. Hero. Was it good. stars Jet Li, and guess who else it stars? Oh. Tony Leung. Oh wow, that's my guy. Tony Leung. So mm-hmm. yeah, and it's got uh, Maggie Chung in there, Donnie Yen uh, again, Zhang Ji. You know this. This it's it's. What's really interesting about martial arts in, in a lot of these movies, it, it, there's like a complex plot with romance involvement in it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. You got Jet Li. Like, the, any Jet Li movie, Kung Fu, like, it's it's top tier. Yeah. Uh, this one might be controversial, but Kill Bill. No. Wow. Which one? One that's or two? A, one or two? Well, yeah, that I is think, the question. I, I think one. Uh came out in 2003 so it's again right around all of the same time kind of at the height of kung fu kung fu clicks i think you know the a bit of it was like 
some transcending like it was a woman as the star you know and it's mm-hmm. also quentin tarantino so you're getting that intense action you get a lot of the blood the storyline the music man the cast like and you know this the, the movie itself like especially one of like just a good old revenge heist martial arts type of revenge mm-hmm. and so when you think when you think about martial arts like the way i think about rushmore you know is is you know i, I associate it to like sports right you know mm-hmm. you, when you talk basketball you can't leave out michael jordan Right. Obviously, yeah. that's a player, but you can't tell the story of basketball without Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, for me, Kill Bill has just some of the like intense, like fighting scenes. Like when you look up like kung fu fighting scenes, you're gonna think Kill Bill and and what what transpired in there. You're gonna you know maybe these other movies, maybe not so much, but they're the Mount Rushmore of of, of movies to that. Yeah. Uh, my last one. This one's easy. Enter the Dragon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bruce yeah. Lee's final movie. He's the goat. This is the ultimate kung fu movie. It was actually a good movie. Like you know, there's some of his other movies that were just like, okay, the, the the fighting's cool, but the story sucks. Like this one was actually a good movie. The good narrative, the detachable arms. Like yeah, you know what derived from that? Like this was this was his his ultimatum uh, movie, obviously. But uh, Enter the Dragon, it's got to be up there. Yep. Yes, one hundred percent. That's a great. That's a that's a great list. Great list. Strong list, bro. All right, man. I suddenly want to leave your island, bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> I love it. But yeah, um, let me go and delve in. Let me get in the pool of this one. Okay, go ahead. My Mount Rushmore, being that I was raised on Kung Fu theater, these are some of the major films that they show, and to this day. I still watch them. So, first one, not in a particular order. First one got to be Five Dilly Venoms. And most of these are Shaw Brother movies, which was the production company during back in the 60s and the 70s that were making these films and just shooting them to America and we were eating them up. Yes. So, Five Dilly Venoms, that's the first one. The second one is The Kid with the Golden Arms. Wonderful film. Uh, five element ninjas, and then the executioners from Shaolin. Now, wow. ex- you got execu- some classics. Yeah, like the mm-hmm. executioner from Shaolin is the one where uh, the guy he couldn't they couldn't kill him, and he had to find his weak points. And this kid, he killed his parents. So the kid is always about revenge. The kid comes back to kill this guy, but. The way he killed him was he had to learn both of his parents' fighting style, which was the tiger and the crane. So even with that, it made me think about this film that we're talking about because Shang-Chi had to use some of his mom's fighting style mm-hmm. along with his father's fighting style to beat his father. Like that whole circular moving and feet dragging on the ground and spinning around, all that was his mom's stuff. So it made me think about the executioner from Shaolin. It, like I said, this film did a lot of research on a lot of elements from a lot of different uh, kung fu films, and I loved every minute of it. Even though it still gets seven uh, over, not a full tank for me. So. Okay, all right, that's fair. All right, here's my list. I know you guys are gonna kill me on some of this, but. I'm, I'm here for the I'm here for the bullets, but uh, Boo! I'm, here, uh, I'm, here, I'm here for the bullets. Uh, I, I like kung fu movies, but I'm not like it wasn't my thing. Like what you guys like, but so I'm the my picks are more on periphery. Okay. So for me, my <laughs> and my top four, kung fu panda. Wow, you yes. very you're really good out there. Yeah, kung fu yeah. panda. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm a, I'm a I love a good cartoon. Uh, and I Panda one, not two, but I feel like Jack Black, you can't go wrong with that. That's my number one. My number two, my dad showed me this movie as a kid, and it was like you said, Bruce Lee's Into the Dragon, 1970, 1973. You used mm-hmm. to watch it all the time, try to recreate the moves and whatnot. So I can't go wrong with that. And I think my fourth, my uh, third one. Borrows a lot from this, and it's like if you think in modern day, going with the first Matrix, kind of a perfect wow. 
Yeah. Kind of a perfect film. You you know the beats that it stole from these other movies, but it took it and made it took it up to a whole nother level. So I gotta go with that. And I'm not no no Tarantino, but I can't do a list without a Jackie Chan movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of my favorite Jackie Chan, because it brings the comedy and the kung fu, the legend of the drunken master. Uh, like yeah. Yeah, like it's funny. It was a, it was lighthearted, but the kung fu, like, listen, Jackie Chan's a legend, and uh, between him, Bruce Lee, and I even forgot about like the Van Dams and the Seagals and those guys who took and did their part and used like and shit. Even Batman did kung fu for that matter. He's not a superhero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that so, is true. Yeah, that is that's, true. That's fair. But no, wow. but again. Don't 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 try to spar with that. Let that go. No, Let that go. Hey, Richard, <laughs> That's man. its own podcast. No, <laughs> Richard, we had an amazing time with you in a drive yeah, in, man. man. Brother, we really want you to come back. We really appreciate you coming in and hanging out with us today, man. No, it's it's been great. I love I love talking movies, you know. I I love Marvel movies. I got all sorts of you know, uh, Marvel, you know, pops, you should see my office. It's crazy. But uh, no, <laughs> cool. yeah, I had a good time, you know, and I'd, I'd love to be back. Okay, cool. well, we'll, we'll definitely have you back next time we got a Marvel joint. Thank you, man. Peace. Peace. All right, man.